in your face. Gabe and Liam, welcome to 3CR. Hello, James. Thank you, thank you. It's all set in 1593 in London uh, with a gay sex worker who has some intrigue surrounding them. Do tell. Uh, yeah, at the at the start of the play, we have two sex workers who are have a history with each other, their friendship, their relationship. They're still in the midst of a complicated conversation, trying to figure themselves out. And in walks Mr. Christopher Marlowe, uh, which starts the the chaos of of the play's action. Mm. Mm. And what's that like for you, Gabe, walking into that? There's there's a lot that you take in, isn't it? <laughs> At that moment that he walks in, immediately he's struck by this other person in his safe zone, you know, where, where once there was just this character, Ned, his lover, his his safety net, there's this other thing. And, you know, he's got all that baggage. So as soon as you walk in there, that you can see the turning point. This play has all of those incredible tonal shifts that really can throw you about. It's incredibly funny, then it's incredibly tragic. And this character, when he comes in, Christopher, we all have this idea of who Kit is. He walks in with all of that and the play just turns on a, on a dime at mm. that moment. Great play, directed and written by mm. Stephen Dawson. Also stars Matthew Newell. It's the three of you in the play. Let's focus on Steve Dawson for a moment. This yeah. is his 60th play. What an extraordinary <laughs> effort. I remember interviewing him in the 1990s on this show. Wow. Outcast Theatre is just, yeah. it's quite iconic, isn't it? it mm. Yeah, it's the, I believe it's Australia's longest running LGBT focused theatre group. Mm. Uh, and I've had the pleasure of being able to do a couple of shows with them over the past few years and very successful. He really has learned a lot over his immense career after graduating from NIDA in the directing course. He's then created his own work and he knows the importance of that in this industry and he gets that, that gets to pay off. I've, I've had the privilege of being able to travel to festivals all over the world with shows that he's written and directed and starred in. Yeah, you've been to Edinburgh with him. You've mm-hmm. been to Dublin. Uh, right. It's quite a journey. Yeah, and Brighton in the UK and even just travelling around Australia as well. It's been a, a real pleasure to be invited to all of these festivals. And I've, as an artist, I've travelled to some of these festivals on my own with other shows. And it's a real grind to have to try and you know, summon an audience, try and get people in the door. And I find that travelling with Outcast Theatre has a reputation uh, and it's always creating very funny, very engaging work. Uh, and I actually don't have to work very hard at all. I find that I get there and audiences come flocking, which is just so unheard of, especially in cities like Edinburgh. Gabe, tell us how you got involved with this fabulous production, Rough Trade. What's yeah. the backstory? Uh, look, I was lucky enough to be in a show at Theatre Works last year called Profit um, by Jody Gallagher. And uh, that was a, a really interesting piece, um, immersive almost. And Stephen happened to see it. Um, then asked if I'd be willing to audition. I did. Uh, I got to audition opposite this lovely gentleman <laughs> beside me um, and immediately playing this character. It just felt incredibly natural. It felt, it sat so well. Christopher's, you know, Kit's history, the, the fact that he goes in with, he's such a performer himself in many respects and yet puts up this facade of proper, proper, you know, Oh gosh! I, like a, a proper cultured man, but really, mm. 
like he's 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 just full of ideas and full of thoughts and I just love that. I almost felt like his character was a metaphor for Shakespeare almost. <laughs> yes. It's quite Shakespearean. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, like, we're talking about yeah. the the same yeah. era. 1593. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're, there's some references to Shakespeare and his work mm. in it. Actually, my, I was to- talking to my brother about the play and he was talking about uh, there's a lot of controversy, conspiracy theories about Christopher Marlowe's death or what happened to him afterwards. Who what, Was he a spy? Was he mm. a good guy, bad guy? Whose side was he on? And my brother actually came to me with this conspiracy theory about him. Oh, maybe he was actually Shakespeare. Oh, maybe that was yeah. him all along. Um, yeah, I mean, and look, he appears in, you know, <laughs> so many of the stories that, like, Shakespeare in love has him, you know. it. it he, mm. he is... He, he is his contemporary. Of course, mm. he only wrote like five plays compared to Shakespeare's dozens, you know, as well. Mm. And the impact he made with those, um, obviously, still with us. You know, I think it's that mystery about this man that yeah. created, that inspired Stephen to write the show. It's mm. like, oh, I've got a bit of flexibility here. You know, I can take. He says right off the bat in the program, not historically accurate. <laughs> it may be inspired by. We know who the person is, and that there was something around the way the, his fate at the end. Mm. So let's create. Let's see that room. What happened in that room, and let's try and play in that space. So, Gabriel, did you find yourself getting immersed in in Marlowe's <laughs> life and these conspiracy theories about his? Death. That's quite a rabbit hole. Mm, absolutely. I mean, it, look, we're living in a time of conspiracy theories. Conspiracy <laughs> theories are like our everyday now. You know, you just pick up the newspaper, and and, and it's a conspiracy theory that it's <laughs> now main stage. And what I love with this one is falling down conspiracy theories of hundreds of years ago, and you see the same things. You know, his questions about his identity, his sexuality, all of those mm. things just being like either just thrown out there to see if they'll stick um, things that are there to 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 paint him as a monster mm. things to paint him as a hero and you know he was all of those things he was an artist I mean aren't artists have that conglomerate of those things you know mm. um, and I I, I absolutely fell into that, um, and reading up on him, I'm I'm just endlessly fascinated with him now. I love the comedic elements oh, of yeah. this play, Rough mm. Trade. Now, Liam, <laughs> you make quite an entrance to the play. The first fifteen minutes is basically a fully clothed sex scene mm. between you and uh, Matthew Newell, with so much humour in it. What was it like playing that scene? You got it down pat. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the rehearsal process was thorough. <laughs> Many cod pieces were tried. Yeah. Yeah, you say fully clothed. It does. I mean, if we do make any wrong movements, we do risk exposing parts of ourselves for sure. So we're definitely, we drop trowel and they're around our ankles. Um, but it's a great, such a great way to start the show. What are we in for? Like, and and it doesn't stop. It's such a all the to play the dialogue, which is very sort of small talk, casual. Like we're just mm. getting started, juxtaposing that with just intense humping on stage for about yeah fifteen twenty minutes. Uh, for me as a performer, it's exhausting. <laughs> I really have to do my stretches, my my warm up um, for my legs. Otherwise, they're sort of shaking or thrusting for the rest of the show. <laughs> 
your colleague Matthew Newell has quite a challenging role because mm. he was really oh, yes. the driver of that comedy during that sex scene. And then mm. he segues uh, to you and he's having this romantic relationship that's quite sensual but uh, a complete... You know, contrast. It's non-sexual in the actual play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it as I said earlier, like it's comp- the, the tonal shift that comes with that is is quite drastic. And Matt does an incredible job of walking that line mm. um, from the you know grotesque and hilarious to that really intimate and true love story. Um, I, I full credit to him for the way that he does it. He it, has some of the most. Um, Graphic or ridiculous dialogue, Ooh, just dripping, <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also some of the most heartfelt. He's yes. really, he's really the we our two characters have so much invested in him, and he really sits at the heart of the show. So the audience is with Matt along the way, and they want what's best for him. It was great, even last night, um, to see the audience really vocally being so invested in whether it was going to work out all right for him or when things weren't working out for him, they were like, what's going to happen by the end of this piece? And it was so uh, touching to hear such a vocal audience on his side. Mm. It really was. I mean, I was in the front row and Mm. it was a great spot. I mean, I reckon (laughs) if I'd stretched my arm out, I could have touched you all. Mm. And it was beautifully lit as well in the smoke. Like, it really was in a very intimate theatre space. But, yes, the audience was really with you and having emotional reactions Mm. and those gasps. And I you know, I felt myself doing that and people next to me were doing the same. Yeah. Mm. Incredible. Yeah, the, the the space at the Motley Bauhaus I think is very versatile. It, there's a there's a huge cabaret troupe that come in after us. But for us, we're able to use the lighting they have there, the smoke, and we create this uh, someone said yesterday it was like a Jack the Ripper type of atmosphere. Mm. So smoky, foggy, the moody lighting and it really does feel like we might be in the the back room of Mrs. Bull's tavern in the late 1500s. It, you do get that atmosphere. What was your sense of the audience beyond being so with you? Because my sense was what a loyal audience to Outcast Theatre. Like, you mm. know, I really got the sense, and I've seen this online as well. Steve Dawson's done 60 plays. This is number 60. And there are people that go to Every one of his productions. I've got friends that go to every yeah. one. He's got this loyal cult mm-hmm. following. Um, and it's because his work resonates with our community so well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, look, there are, there are so many companies that come and go. You would have seen them. They're independent and completely evolving theatre scene within this nation um, is... It's it's big, but it changes rapidly. But the thing about Stephen's work is that it has such an identity and mm-hmm. his audience knows where he's going to go and he's going to go to the line and then beyond it. And I think that the fact that he's still doing that after 60 shows mm. is why there is such a loyal audience because he's telling stories that are still, you know, this might be set 500 years ago. It's still relevant. It really is. What's it like playing it every night? I mean, you've got a long run. Yeah, it's long run. for a few weeks. Three weeks, which we're <laughs> delighted with. Yeah. Gabe and I are being actors in Melbourne at the moment. We're, we're, we've noticed the trend of much smaller yeah. runs, of maybe a week, yeah. and it's hard to get build a word of mouth um, and to, to get a reputation under us. So we're, we're delighted to be a part of that with Outcast, uh, And it's the whole run of Midsummer Festival. So I think it's... It's a real privilege 
to be able to spend so long in it. Often you rehearse for so long and then you only do it for a couple of times and then, oh, that's it. Yeah. It's so expensive in terms of uh, an artist's resources. Yeah. And, and it, look, and it just evolves. As soon as you've got an audience in front of you, mm. it, everything changes again and again. And each audience is different. Like, so the, the, what a pleasure it was to have you yesterday in the front row. That was um, an incredibly invested audience. The night before, they were laughing a lot louder. But, you know, just, and that's not to say that they're, they're um, a better audience, but they're picking something else up as you were. And I just... I think each show kind of is fresh and new and it's such a privilege to yeah. be able to keep going. Does that kind of um, different series of reactions from the audience kind of give you different interpretations from night to night and kind of means that your performances evolve? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Gosh, I think yeah. that's the whole yeah. point of choosing live theatre. I think it's that it is a breathing performance mm. there it is changing we don't really know what's going to happen and i think the audience loves seeing performers react to that and adjust to that you have to otherwise you're forcing something you're trying to get to a certain place by force and it, it feels it becomes a bit robotic i think it's really important to be noting how are we bringing the audience with us yeah. willingly or reluctantly do we need to help them out a little bit i think that's the pleasure of being able to do such a long run is yeah. to play with that and, and use all of the parts of yourself that can work with the audience and feed off of them and, and again like when you have work like stevens which the the boundaries and the structure is there you can play within it. You know, I think when you're given a box and you're put in a box, you can you can expand beyond. Sometimes you're given the world, you can lose yourself. But having that structure means, you know, we're hitting consistency, but then we get to experiment. We're getting to play. Mm. We're getting to respond. Live theatre, it's just, it's, it's, it's visceral, isn't it? It's movement and then it's so real and, yeah, it, it's why it's the best. <laughs> Well, the play's called Rough Trade, presented by Outcast Theatre. It's happening at the Motley Bauhaus, 118 Elgin Street in Carlton. It runs until February the 10th, Tuesday to Saturdays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Gabrielle Partington and Liam O'Kane, uh, thank you so much for joining us today at 3CR. Uh, Love your work. A pleasure. Real thank pleasure. you. Thank you. 3CR.